not knowing where you're headed is one of the most exciting things in a creative project. I think the idea of having this big empty canvas that you can feel on the go maybe or maybe not gives you some sort of excitement. I don't know, what, what, what do you think? Do you think we're slowly starting to build a, uh, a niche to this? A direction? Yeah, maybe a direction. Because at, at the moment when you speak about attention, there's so many possibilities and directions that you can go towards just because of the idea of how much you can actually distribute it now. What do you think? Well, as I told you, let's get this on, on record as well. Let me, maybe I find a better way of phrasing it. Yeah, I think eventually we'll find it ourselves. We'll, it will, it's not that we'll find it. It will be revealed to us as we keep on doing this, these things. Um, I think it's cool that we get uh, the day one because people usually are crippled by, by, well, I don't know where to start. And I was into that point as well, and you got me out. I, I want to give you full credit for that. Um, that point of hey because we don't have a direction let's think a, a bit about more Th think about it a bit more but yeah eventually we look uh, we look in retrospective and we say holy crap yeah good one that we very good call that we we started we recorded as we were figuring it out and especially if both my ambitions and your ambitions will come true and we'll get very far uh, it will mean a lot not only to us but to descendants or whoever whoever is tracking down these these day ones yeah i i think that would be very very valuable so i i get this thing that sometimes when i'm uh when i'm in a place where i don't feel like creating or like i, I what's the word i tire out what would you call that i think tire out yeah that's it i get some some person that reached a far level and I look back at their closest thing today, one or like before they got famous or before they started getting hyped. Do you ever do that? Do you ever spend your attention there? So, for instance, let's say Tarantino, because it's a, it's an easy example. Very cool. What is he? Filmmaker, director. What's his title? I think Tarantino is. What would you say? He's more of an auteur um, because he becomes the main creative engine of the whole project. Sometimes in a film, you can either rely on the director to, to use, let's say, a pre-decided vision. He has to sort of like build around a specific concept, whereas an auteur has the freedom of writing a, a story as well as direct it, as well as produce it, as well as control that vision entirely. So it's, it's more or less a very big responsibility in the sense that it becomes your own big project. Mm -hmm. So yes, Tarantino, because when you see usually on posters a film by, mm -hmm. that means he has a full, first full circle vision. When you think about a studio made fi a film, let's say if Marvel makes a film, they hire a director, but the studio gets to decide exactly how that vision will be portrayed in the final outcome. Mm -hmm. Tarantino controls his own vision. I see, I see. Yeah, I definitely feel what you're saying. 
I was thinking of a parallel because for some reason it, it, it's an automatism in my head to find parallels. I don't know why, but I think it'll be, sometimes I feel it that, okay, this Daniel, this would be a stretch. So back to my question, do you ever get this thing that you say, holy crap, man, this guy turns, you know, made it quite far. I like him. He mm -hmm. does good stuff. I don't want to be him because I want to be myself, but let's have a look at his day one or film number two out of 10 or the days before people were saying, oh yeah, this guy is good. Do you ever do that? Yes, I did. But in, in his case, let's say, I wasn't particularly attracted by his first kind of work, although I knew how much he would have to, he would have to, uh, how much time he would have to allocate until he would reach a certain point. The only thing that I could sense mm -hmm. was a particular style that he was still juggling with, mm -hmm. but wasn't perfectly arranged, wasn't perfectly crafted you know to what it, what it is today when mm -hmm. you look at him it's it's fun it's entertaining and he reached that level just because he consistently built that style for him yeah but one of his first films uh made in 1987 which is my best friend's birthday kind of uh, gave a sense of what he was heading towards you know yeah that kind that. of like entertaining type of violence and so forth which further um, led to Reservoir Dogs, mm -hmm. which became his first big thing. And yeah. after Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction and whatever. So that's how I would say he managed to, let's say, build this kind of vision or style to his own. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I, when I do these, let's just call it pre-days or the days before they were hyped, when I when I get these moments and I, I study them, I stock them in a sense, because that's basically what I'm doing. When I stock their pre-days, here's where I see the common thread. Whatever the hell they're saying, Tarantino, because we talked about him, but we, this, this applies to, to, from a physician to, I don't know, a movie maker to a businessman. Whatever the hell they were saying in these pre-days, the essence is the same there some years later after they get the hype. Obviously, they're gonna they're gonna refine these ideas and these concepts. But exactly exactly what you said earlier, the the style that you see you saw later in Pulp Fiction and Django and anything in between or the Hateful Eight is actually the, the last one, right? It was there the essence was there even in in his this was his his first movie or second? My best friend's birthday is one of his firsts. I first, think. okay, yeah. so. I mean, this is a very common discussed thing, be yourself today in society, which I think is a good thing. Be yourself, uh, everybody else is already taken and blah, blah. But fucking hell, it is true because all these people that made it, well, obviously there is inspiration. So we can talk about the other end of the interval. There is inspiration on all that. But I think every successful creative creator that puts something out, manages to do so because it, whatever whatever's there, whatever product there is, was uh, sleeping somewhere inside his head, body, brain, mind, soul, whatever. And all he does, I see that some, sometimes I feel, I s write something and I'm at the end of the, of the article, I say, where did that come from? That, that, that didn't fly me, it just started flowing. And listen, I'm no prize writer, but, um, I'm assuming, and from what I'm hearing from these guys, when I hear them talk, they say the same thing. Well, it's not really... Okay, you can get narcissistic and egoistic and say, oh yeah, I did this and that. But they say as well in some other 
moments. They say, well, it's not really you. You're just like a, a vehicle for this thing coming to existence. Do you get that feeling? Sometimes. Yeah, that's cool. So? It's like, it feels like a Holy Spirit in the Bible or something like that. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm not religious, but I do like studying religion and, and the history of it. That's a good way to actually approach it. And I would would have loved if that was may, maybe the approach that we could have been given in schools, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes um, maybe having the possibility to throw your attention to a specific side of a history, sides of, you know, like variables of a belief or a creed or whatever, yeah. something like that. I think it gives you, you know, the possibility as a younger person to start filtering mm-hmm. what you're heading towards, right? Yeah. So if you if you have a perspective of what's offered there on the table and you get to choose something that fits your own personality, because that's the best thing when you manage to fit your uh, the things that you like, your personality and all of that into something that you later develop and maybe make a career out of. Mm-hmm. Because if you focus on that, if you distribute your attention to that, it becomes better. So maybe coming back to the idea of the studying history of religion instead of a specific religion, yeah. it's just a, a, a way of saying that you could have the possibility to orient yourself towards something or nothing. Okay. Maybe if you want. What do you mean sub- by that? Because the subject is right now, in 2019, kind of delicate let's say religion yeah so i couldn't let's say you know choose something for the sake of 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 choosing it just because i have looked into them and i have understand to some extent what they all have to offer Mm -hmm. and i think i have been drawn by all of them to some to a certain level and i have learned something from from all of them that later have applied maybe to my own beliefs and to my own creed or to my own way of living yeah so i think the idea is to maybe have that source of information laid down for you so you can have the possibility to actually filter it to your own personal personal growth yeah or something like that if you look now because we mentioned tarantino right yeah as a focus of of style a focus of a niche let's Mm -hmm. say do you think we will manage to actually narrow our discussions to a specific field or a specific area of interest when okay. it comes to that. Because right now as I'm looking at my way of, of seeing this is sort of like thinking, thinking a lot about A customer's attention, uh, no, maybe consumerism actually. Maybe sometimes it's better to not think too much of what's what's around and not focus too much on of what on what is being put out there, and maybe pay attention to just yourself in some way or another. I think I'm not sure where I'm heading with with this. I'm just trying to see if there's you know a way of decluttering your mind, your mind. I can see you grappling with a complex co- uh, concept or mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. I can see your facial expression. Yeah. Whoever's listening to this can't see that, which is why 
because if we talk about something like that's blue, that's green, most people understand. But the reason why I asked you earlier what I'm talking about is because I don't understand it's too complex and I, I don't get where you're heading. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean it's uh, like we're discovering as we as we speak. But here's the thing. Let me draw a very straight parallel to attention, at least very straight in my head. When you see a painting, you listen to this song or this uh, symphonic concert, is that what you call them? Whatever. And it inspires you. Or it's you create something and just well, as I was saying earlier, you're, you're just a vehicle for creation. Basically what happens, or look, the best example is because most people, most sensible people, sensitive people, my bad, they uh, they see a landscape and they say, wow, that's a, this, I'm speechless because I saw that landscape. But exactly what you are pointing out now, that thing when you focus on yourself somehow but it's not really focused because you're not thinking about anything it's just stillness you know yeah. it's like silence it's dead silent because you're you're not thinking about anything you're looking at the landscape or the film or whatever whatever inspires you and then it gets somehow like a hamster wheel like a, a drug addict you're looking back to get it but this is not something that you can find it just happens and it can happen at any given point but your mind gets gets silenced only by this kind of stuff but then yeah i think you can manage to to silence it and when i say meditation it doesn't have to be the, the that's like saying uh, religious people are only those who go to church or mosque or whatever religion it is the non-active meditation that you said you're doing i think is Perfectly fine. It's exactly as it should be. Not necessarily sitting in the lotus position and doing the hmm and this and that. Surely, those are vehicles as well. But man, at the end of the day, whatever the fuck works for you works for you, and that's it. I've got something on my mind. I, I've uh, I've put it down on my agenda here. It's a brush uh, transition, though. Here's where my attention is. Was the other day. The bloody lord of the rings <laughs> amazon series do you know about it no so here here's the thing i've told you some time ago, i don't know if i told you as well i'm surely I, i've taken this out of me watch lord of the rings again and i said holy crap imagine if they would make a tv show out of it and then randomly out of nowhere on my computer screen pops up this thing okay not I've, i haven't been hacked but you get me somewhere on the internet Amazon is doing this, wow, what, what are they doing? Oh, they're doing this new TV show. So apparently them and HBO and Netflix were bidding to get the license, which by the way was a quarter of a million, of a billion, sorry. So it was 250 million. Amazon won it because I'm not sure how well they stand when it comes to original production. So probably their budget allowed them to, to go and expand into that. So both HBO and Netflix lost to them. Quarter of a billion, they promised to do at least five seasons. And Peter Jackson is involved as well. Peter Jackson. And it's meant to come out in what? 2020, 2021, stuff like that? What do you think about that? When you say that they're going to make this series, do you th um, did they say anything about um, keeping that universe? So every... No one knows. Okay. Some were speculating that it's going to be Aragorn's... Because uh, he's 80-something. So it's derived from the main story, but it's just going to... Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. Well, I'm not sure, probably it's not going to be around the movies because that's like, it's three movies and mm -hmm. to get, they have like what, 12 hours with the extended stuff? I think so. Okay, a lot of content, but that's just one, one streak of events, but the books go for way, way longer span of time. 
So do you think they'll use uh, t when you when you look at a timeline? Do you yeah. think it, it will happen uh, after uh, Lord of the Rings, so it will become sort of like a sequel? No one knows, to be honest. And they're just speculations. Like if I was saying, I would just be speculations. Mm, five seasons. That's a lot. So they need to have in mind. Uh, they said at least five seasons. So that's that's their promise. Obviously, if it's gonna go out pretty well see game of thrones they're gonna look out to do more than that but hey think about it think about this my attention for a second quarter of a billion for the license oh and th this is why i mentioned it this is what got my attention this is the the, the headline it's the the most expensive tv show so far one billion budget that's I mean, a shit ton of money i mean when you have to because i think there there's gonna be a lot of location shooting yeah. for this kind of uh, for this kind of a TV series and a lot of costumes and a lot of maybe some CGI here and there but I think they're gonna be focusing a lot of on, a lot on locations build sets it really depends on how they're gonna um, go around the story with that yeah but if they're gonna be shooting a lot of outside then you know that's that's a hell ton of money for just transportation of equipment people and Maybe even accommodation for them in you know several cities. All this stuff, yeah. Country countries or you know, it really depends on on the on the location. Here's what I had on my mind. The reason why I said it some time ago after watching it, I was thinking that it's such a dormant. It's not really dormant because the hobby came out, but it kind of flopped. Like people always trash talk the Hobbit, but I was thinking. Wow, in a, and we talked about this. I think you remember in a TV show you've got way more uh, potential to. It's more complicated than a movie. You were telling me that. Can you can you say again to to the listeners mm -hmm. what you were telling me about the development of a character and I your science bit? So uh, you're asking me if a TV series is more complicated to do than a than a film. Uh, you told me, and I trust you that it is. Tell me again for for listeners so I the think, context of that. I think when when you make a TV series, there are some specific what well, what they call beats in a in a screenplay. A beat is a change of mood or a tempo in a specific scene that completely like change that that scene. So if something happens in a specific tone, a beat will launch a series of events. No, let's say uh, if if we talk about, I don't know, choose a choose a subject. If I talk to you about today's to, about my day, right? Yeah. Here's a here's the tone. My day was going fine. I was walking down the street, and then I met a couple of people, and then a rock fell on my head. That's the beat. Mm. So, the conversation went pretty smooth. You were thinking, okay, he walked on the street, maybe he visited a museum, but then, but something completely changed in that specific... Oh, wait a second. That's also in movies, isn't it? You feel the tension... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say right oh, now. Oh, okay. So, when you build a TV series, it's very important that you keep a hook at, at the end of every episode and you end it with a specific beat that would l lead you to further see the next episode and keep you, know, keep you watching, basically. Yeah. But they're built so that they're... Let's say, Connected. just a bigger film split into a lot of a lot of uh, sequences. Yeah, and I think it's harder just to maintain, just to maintain it. But that doesn't mean it makes it 
any harder than a film. It's just making more films, basically, one after another. Mm -hmm. The most interesting part is indeed a evolution of a character, if it happens, if it's, you know, the lead character that you're very interested in and you want to see something changing in him. At the same time, he doesn't necessarily have to change, but the situations around him can change, which further, you know, it can still affect him yeah. and change him as a character. But I think the, the most interesting and you know it's the hardest part at the same time is literally to maintain that so there's a, a lot of a lot of focus on how do you stop where to stop and how do you continue after that certain point that press that certain beat yeah. in action which if it works it makes you not uh, it, it it makes you leave that next episode in five four three two one go right which exactly. makes you binge you're talking right now about you know how streaming platforms deal with that so, when you look at film, like at TV series that are made for specific TV platforms, they usually are produced by them. So, the, uh, the screenwriter most likely sits in a room with one of the studio people or one of, right now, when we say studio, we say, we don't say um, Universal, we don't say Warner Fox. Brothers anymore, we say Netflix and Amazon Prime and so forth because they're going to be the next giants, whether yeah. we like it or not. So they, the screen uh, writers, they sit in a room mm. with one of those people that work in the streaming platforms and they decide on common ground, how can they end an episode so that Netflix can put their next episode in five, four, three, two, one, and the screenwriter remains happy with the action that happens at that specific time. Because mm, okay. there's a, a consumer versus story kind of, not necessarily fight, but discussion that needs to happen so that yeah. everybody's happy, you know? Yeah, I get it. So these two guys are both stakeholders. One, yeah, one wants to keep the users engaged, and uh, the other one wants to have a... Well wants to give story. the users an experience, you know? So yeah, so they need they, to meet. They kind of have to meet, you know, they have to... Mm, decide on the common ground whether well, they like it or not surely it sounds easy I'm sure they sometimes fight like fist but this is, very, this is a very interesting subject to develop if you think about different interests interests slash points of attention for each party yeah right to create that because you mentioned right the producer let's in this case it would be Netflix Amazon uh, Prime and so forth and um the director and let's say the visionary in that particular uh, TV series or film yeah. has to do his his side and they yeah. both have, have to meet some but that, that's like in every business the, the meeting course. with the stakeholders like in some of my projects you meet with well obviously you want to meet with the founder with the CEO if that's the case but then who, who needs to join in the room well there needs to be someone who's doing their job in security someone's doing their job in marketing and we, the CEO and I can come with this very nice, uh, fancy idea, but then out of nowhere, the chief compliance officer comes and slaps us both and say, no guys, we fucking can't do that because we get sued to death. And we say, oh, damn, well, good thing you are here because otherwise we, you know, we could have burned some money. And yeah, at the end of the day, with these stakeholders, you need to find a common ground, I guess. Otherwise, they get into the... Face fight that I was mentioning some seconds ago. So back to what we were saying, sort of like in the beginning, yeah, of how we get to choose what we want to pay attention towards, and later we, we, we become this person 
a chief compliance officer mm. that still leaves around that area of interest, that area of attention, and helps secure a project in one way or another just because that became his thing. Which yeah. is really interesting if you think about it. Oh, he does his job. That's his job. So, Mr. Jakob, Jacob, Jakob P. What should we make this podcast about? So I've told you before that mm -hmm. what, what's going on in my mind is this. If this would have been a whiskey tasting podcast, we could have said, well, fucking hell, this is our direction. We're tasting whiskey by whiskey. We're endorsing this, uh, this company because whatever, they're good lads. We know the founders and blah, blah, blah. We endorse Conor McGregor's whiskey because whatever. And here's where we're going. What about, what about our beloved child? the attention podcast so here's what i had on my mind as you were talking in the first 10-15 minutes you come from i'm not i'm not saying anything new by the way you come from movies and films and exercises <laughs> connected to the previous episode i come from as well exercises because we're exercising all uh all lifetime speaking i come from the i want to build experiences i want to build the I don't think I ever told you this with my daily writing I'm looking to build the bible of experiences and experiences okay it's a very broad term but it's broad because no one defined it properly it's not an easy thing to to you don't just come which I did don't just come and say this is how it is from today on everyone listen to me obviously but experiences can be anywhere from how a shop is uh, designed engineered to make you do something to a website, to an interaction, to a process, whatever. So I come from this. I'm building experiences. I think that's what reduces user churn, which is what my agency is focused on. That's enough promo for a, for a podcast because I want to keep this valuable. But um, let's see. How can we ping pong back and forth, which is what we're doing so far. I feel like it, yeah, as well. We're ping ponging around something that can also bring someone value besides our personal brand so i'm more than sure that when you put your movies out your films or your creations out eventually your personal brand will grow at least indirectly even if you're if you're uh, the type of guy like nolan who doesn't really come out in public and speak a lot of people know him and i've just mentioned him there are go still on, credits on. you know at every single project that your, your name would, would yeah but, but i'm saying it, it's indirect because it's not like you uh, you're looking actively it's like he's looking actively to, to build it to say hey guys this is me thank you for blah blah or the kind of stuff that I'm looking to build because for some reason aka narcissism <laughs> and loving to hear myself talking which is quite evident uh, I do that but um, how can we ping pong back and forth and at the same time bring also utilitarian value because this is one of my key concepts of experiences experiences are not just put on top of something you, you can't put you can put on top of shit but you won't do that much stuff so what, what do you think is could could be at least if you have anything on your mind now our utilitarian value layer one idea that we could maybe push forward into this would be to think of some events that occurred no matter the uh, field of interest even though the closest they are to our hearts the better for us to speak about them yeah but if you think of, if we think about a chain of events that happened let's say in a week and we 
distribute you know t that attention to a specific one okay then maybe we can expand on it and further uh, push to the people to with our own touch to it what we consider was important in that topic or in that event that's one idea maybe let's say so how would people find us so okay we call the attention podcast because this is what we believe on we believe in my bad so attention and then we can add for search engine reasons and for explaining to people what we're about because attention can be misinterpreted we say the intersection between filmmaking and experiences design let's just say we can change that later but then what is the look ipod came out what 2001 i think and, mm -hmm. or two no 1999 i don't know whatever a thousand songs in your pocket that's it, it didn't say 512 megabytes of it was 2004 or five. doesn't matter doesn't matter or anyway it, it didn't say uh, two uh, i don't know what kind of cpus it didn't say half of a gigabyte of whatever actually had one gigabyte it said what it does for you one one thousand songs in, in your pocket the intention podcast fill in the blank what does it do for you listen to this because you because you if something comes if nothing comes to, to your mind that's fine because nothing comes to my mind this is why i'm asking because you care about it obviously so the, the attention podcast the podcast that right that yeah plan. but in a in an indirect way so not not something spoken out what, what do you get out, out of it because the reason why it's about personal brand is that eventually when ours will be developed some more I'm, I'm not saying whether it will get to some level or not but eventually they will be i think i hope uh this podcast will be piggybacked will be at least at least you know well, how we started this podcast the first days or whatever but is there something we can do right now to let, let me put it in a very simple layman terms on reddit or in a conversation oh by the way listen to these guys because they talk about mm, would we be in the reddit of advertising i think it would work for advertising people to to some extent to course. some extent but my thing is it's pretty fuzzy right now and you know if if we don't come up with a solution in five to ten episodes that that means for me it means that's just how it has to be and i want to pause it because i don't need to understand it mentally sometimes based on feeling and what we talked about clearing your mind very good segue and i'm really glad we talked about that even though someone may listen and say well this guy is this a spirituality podcast whatever when something something just have to happen without without you comprehending it by comprehending i mean understood by the mind i talked a lot what do you think i don't know well that's perfectly fine i think because i don't know either but at least we have a segue to the next episode talking about listen here's another thing that i've seen i've seen working you just give a homework to yourself and somewhere in some hidden part of the brain something is working to probably uncover that should we end it here then great talking to you i feel i feel uh, think about it not exhausted what's the word challenged yeah i feel like that was it for today it, it gave enough uh homework time to think yeah yeah nice one thank you thank you